to another episode of Wellbound. We are your hosts, Peyton Janicek and Brooke Snyder. In today's episode, we want to help you get to know us a little bit more. We will each talk through how we became dietitians, where that interest was sparked, and where we are currently at in our careers. So with that, Brooke, do you want to start? Yeah, I will go first. So um, my journey to becoming a dietitian was not exactly the direct career path that a lot of people take. I think some people know, you know, when they're a little kid, like, oh, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a policeman or I want to be a dentist. Um, Peyton will touch on that a little bit more, but I did not grow up thinking that I was going to be a dietitian. Um, I grew up playing sports and was really active and I really never thought about nutrition or wellness and how it impacted my performance, my recovery and my overall health. I mean, seriously, I ate whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. And for the most part performed well athletically. Um, and in my sports, I actually ended up going to college at the university of Nebraska and played volleyball, which I absolutely loved. I have the best memories of playing volleyball with my teammates there, but that is when I was first introduced to what a dietitian was via our team dietitian for the university. So I decided to take my recovery and my performance and health seriously. After my first semester, I just didn't really feel like myself. I wasn't sleeping that great. I wasn't performing that great. And so I took it upon myself to ask our team dietitian at the time, hey, can you help me? You know, is there anything that I can do nutrition wise to help me be a better athlete? Because I was realizing that I wasn't this invincible high schooler anymore. I couldn't eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted and still perform, perform well. So I met with Tommy, our team sports RD at the time, and he kind of walked me through a few specific things and a few specific nutrition tactics that I could incorporate into my day-to-day routine. And that really sparked the true love of nutrition for me. So the following semester, I focused on some nutrient timing, um, some nutrient timing tactics, and we just kind of switched, switched a few things in my diet. I remember I wasn't getting enough protein in my diet overall after he kind of took a deep dive and took a look at what I was consuming. So I wasn't consuming enough protein and then I wasn't consuming enough carbohydrates before training. So those are just a few specific changes that I had made in in my life and truly that that really changed my perspective on nutrition as a whole. So um, that following semester, I just made those few subtle changes and I went from the middle of the pack performance wise. We do these performance testing measures in college athletics where, you know, you get your vertical done and you test your 10 yard dash and the, these like shuttle runs and all of, all of these performance measures. And I was kind of middle of the pack, you know, my, my first year. And after making those few changes, I actually set a few Nebraska performance testing records. So after that, I mean, my life was changed and I knew I wanted to help others in this way. I remember sitting down and asking Tommy, um, do you like your job? And, and we had a few conversations about what being a registered dietitian looked like. And that's really when I ultimately decided to become, become a dietitian. So, um, 
now that I knew I wanted to be an RD, I, I thought that to work in the sports field that you had to work at a college or a university or a professional organization. If I was going to help athletes in this way that I had just received, you know, this help that I thought changed my life. Um, but I had shadowed and then eventually worked, worked for a private practice RD and decided that, Hey, I may want to start a private practice someday. So I pursued grad school. And so I got a master's degree and then got accepted into the dietetic internship program that both Peyton and I will touch on a little bit later. Um, I passed my, my boards and jumped into full-time private practice. So my private practice is called team eight nutrition and I work with high school collegiate and professional athletes as well as active individuals to improve their athletic performance, overall health and wellness, or help them make any lifestyle changes. Um, something exciting that actually came about recently is my contract with a local university in Omaha, Nebraska. So I actually work with their four of their university teams. So their men's hockey team, women's volleyball and men's and women's basketball. And I'm, I'm really excited to serve these elite high level athletes this year. Um, truly, I just love giving back to the active community in the sport sports world in this way, because I believe the nutrition tools that I talk about with these athletes and my clients are tools that can be used throughout the duration of their lives. So um, I know that we all have people in our lives who help us become better versions of ourselves, whether that's friends, family members, you know, trainers, sports psychologists, dietitians, team physicians, etc. And I really love being a small part of my clients' wellness team, essentially. Um, that's part of the reason why I called my private practice team eight nutrition, but yeah, that's kind of how I fell into this world of dietetics and nutrition. And, and I'm so glad that I did. There's Paisley. (laughs) Well, and then Peyton, do you want to kind of go through your journey to becoming a dietitian and kind of in the wellness space? Yeah. I think first though, backing up a little bit, Mm -hmm. I think it's so cool like especially now just if you guys don't know like a couple days ago the Nebraska volleyball team broke a world record for most people attending what what was it like the yeah it was the world record for the most people to attend a women's sporting event and it was 92,003 people who were in they actually decided to have the game at Memorial Stadium which in Lincoln so the University of Nebraska that's where the football team plays So, I mean, I think that the University of Nebraska and John Cook, the head coach, kind of thought it was a pipe dream. But it's actually interesting, too, because I, you know, the local university that I talked about is actually like I serve those athletes. So the University of Nebraska played Nebraska Omaha. And so I work now with Nebraska Omaha. So I know those girls really well. And then they were playing against my alma mater. So it was just a really special event for me to be at and just to witness. I mean, at the time I was sitting there watching the game. I was pretty close. I had awesome seats. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, wow, this is so cool. But you know, like this is Nebraska, like Nebraska, Nebraska does as coach coach cook mentioned in one of his press conferences, like makes the impossible possible. And I was just kind of sitting there thinking like, Oh, this is Nebraska. Like how cool is this? And the last few days I've just been thinking like, wow, what, an extremely like historic event that that I got to witness and kind of be a part of on both sides which is really interesting and just so cool but yeah I have 
the best memories of playing volleyball at at Nebraska and I mean go big red forever I will always bleed Husker red um but yeah yeah go Skurs yeah (laughs) yeah I just thought it was so cool and I I was at home so Brooke was at the actual event but it was like kind of hard to get tickets and I didn't try to get tickets Mm because I just I didn't know if it would work out with my schedule but um I was sitting at home and I literally could hear like because we're so close like where Brooke and I live we're very close to downtown where um the field is and I could literally hear the flyover at my house and I was like oh my gosh and then I watched it happen on the screen. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. But just the energy and stuff that goes along with those kind of performances are really cool. Yeah. When I know we're kind of getting on a tangent, but when the flyover happened, so they do a flyover for a lot of the football games, but they had Hannah Houston who she was a finalist on the voice and is a Lincoln or Nebraska native. I think she's from grand Island or something. She sang the national anthem and this is when the flyover happened. And I mean, I, I had chills. There were yeah. multiple people crying around me. Like it was just truly, that's when I think it really set into like for everyone that like, wow, this is really happening. Yeah. And it was just so cool. And kind of, I guess to segue the flyover, um, because you are yeah. a dietitian who works in aviation, which I just yes. think is the coolest thing in the world. So yeah. do you want to kind of talk about your path? Yeah. So I'll start with the journey to again, kind of like how Brooke did of becoming a registered dietitian. So Um, I guess to start back in high school, I also played sports. I was played volleyball. I was a track and field athlete. I also did things like jazz choir and I helped with, I did competitive speech and all those things because I was actually from a very small town. And when I say small town, like I graduated with 18 people in my grade. So very small, um, small town, Nebraska. And I did not know that dietitians existed. I didn't know that help. I guess I knew that there were professionals that talked about nutrition, but I didn't know that there was nutrition professionals. Right. And I think that college is where I obviously like figured that out. But when I was in high school, I knew I was really interested in nutrition. And I remember, I really vaguely remember sitting at the lunch table before sports activities, like volleyball games and things like that, where I was just like, Oh my gosh, I need to make sure that I'm eating correctly because I loved to lift. I loved to run when I was in high school and I knew that nutrition was so important. And so what would I do? I would get on Google and I would search, how do I like, how should I eat and how, what should I do? And I was so young. And I think at that stage, like I was completely underfueling, not on purpose, but just because you go through the entire school day, you're Mm -hmm. not allowed to have snacks at school. Like, which I think is, ridiculous. And I think they've worked on that and they fixed that a little bit, but like we had to have breakfast, you know, I always ate breakfast. You couldn't really have a snack throughout the day. You had lunch where you're just supposed to like eat super fast. And then you're not supposed to eat anything until you have, after you have sports practice, which Mm -hmm. I just think is ridiculous. So looking back now, I'm like, I totally know I wasn't fueled for half of the things that I was doing. And I like wish I knew more. It's so interesting to hear you talk about though, that you were like Googling these things because I don't know if I was just like so naive, but it never crossed my mind. Yeah. I mean like I threw a couple snacks in my bag, but I mean, we would have fast food before games, like Mm -hmm. you name it. I just, I don't know if it was that I didn't care or I didn't know, but 
it never crossed my mind on like how to fuel my body properly and i think it's too we just don't know like we don't know how there's nobody there was nobody around like we didn't really have great education in school about like nutrition or health or fitness or whatever we had pe and there was a little bit about what sex ed and like the smallest portion of nutrition and Mm -hmm. i don't even know what i learned in that and so um with that i knew that nutrition was really important to me and also because i didn't know that there were careers that you could use with a nutrition background, I still knew that I was really interested in health and kind of science and wellness. And so that's what brought me to the idea of becoming a dentist. So I actually started college in the pre-dental route. Um, I had a major in nutrition sciences because I knew that nutrition was what I wanted to study, but I again, didn't know that there was a career that you could make out of it. So I remember in high school, again, I was really interested in nutrition. So I took a college course my senior year, um, again, through like an online thing. Cause we didn't even have like AP classes. Like there was none of that. Um, I had to apply for a community college and take the class mm-hmm. like at school. And so I did that and I thought it was like so cool and it was a great class. I really enjoyed it. Um, and so going into college, then you, your first year, especially in like pre-med, pre-dental, like even in nutrition, all the classes that I were take that I was taking were like chemistry, biology, like all of that. And it's like labs upon labs upon labs. Yeah. And I was just like, I want to take a class that's interesting to me so bad, (laughs) but like you just have to get through those classes. I know. And even as a dietitian, I needed those classes. Right. So I was pre-PA too. So I thought I wanted to be a physician's assistant. So similar to you and like thinking that you wanted to be a dentist. So we were in the same classes and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, and it's funny looking back now because like I said, we literally had to have those classes regardless. Mm -hmm. And so it worked out that it traded hand in hand, but basically I got through my freshman year. I was like, college is hard. Um, it's really hard to take all those science classes and be in all the labs and you're just in class like all week. And so I felt okay, but I was just like, yeah, like, we'll just keep going. This is what I want to do. And I'm pretty set. Like when I say I'm going to do something, I want to do it. And so I had told everybody I was going to be a dentist. I wanted to be a dentist and that's what I was going to do. And so we get into the first semester of my sophomore year and I have my first like in-person real college nutrition course. And Amber Pankinen, who is a registered dietitian and Brooke and I adore her. She's like the sweetest person. She was the adjunct professor for that class. And I don't even remember what it might have been like media, science, consumerism, like something to do with media. And I just remember I was like, this lady is like who I want to be. Like, I literally (laughs) want to do, I want to be Amber Panganen. Yeah, she's the best. Um, And so I remember talking to her and I think we met up for coffee because I just wanted to know like what she does. And she told me she was a registered dietitian, like in class. And Then I realized that, wow, there are like nutrition professionals and there's a route you can take to become a nutrition professional. And that to me was really cool and kind of like a, oh, wait, maybe I want to do that. And like I said, I'm very set in my ways. And so I was kind of nervous about making that change in college because it's big if you change your your major or your career path. Like that's kind of a big life decision. And I didn't know what the right move was, but I felt like that was right. And so I ended up changing my my trajectory to go be a dietitian. Um, and so I changed. So that second semester of my sophomore year was when I really dove into the nutrition things. And so that was 
a really exciting time. I um, was a business minor as well because I changed my, so I was nutrition sciences major, changed to nutrition and dietetics because it helped with the prereqs that we needed for the internship. And then I added on a business minor because as you will get to know, uh, Brooke and I better, we are entrepreneurs through and through. I feel like that's something that just like runs deep in both of us. Yes. <laughs> and so I knew that I wanted to just learn more about what it looked like to run a business, to be in the business world, which, um, I wish I would have done that in my undergrad. I got a business minor in like my master's program, yeah. but with that, it's, it's only a few classes. So I really wish I would have done that because it just would have taught me so much more. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a lot of things that were helpful, but also at that time, like nutrition classes were my main priority, mm-hmm. I guess. And so my business classes kind of took the back burner when it came. Cause I just wanted to do good at my nutrition classes and that's what I was interested in. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the point of change for me. And when I started going into the dietitian route, so continued through college was a, uh, dietetic student went through all the classes I needed to, which again, like I said, it, it worked out well because I didn't have to, I didn't waste any classes. I actually had to have all those classes for the new career path I was taking. So it worked out really well for me. Um, and so that leads into then the dietetic internship, um, which again, Brooke and I were both part of the same internship at the university of Nebraska Lincoln. So we stayed where we were from the start, which was really nice. Um, and I also did my master's program there like Brooke. Um, and so I finished my internship in August of 2021, started my job at Duncan aviation, which I'll explain a little bit more in a little bit. I started that in August of 2021. So the same month, um, I passed my RD exam in October of 2021. So a couple months later, while I was finishing my master's program, which I graduated in December of 2021, I got engaged to my now husband the day before I graduated um, and started Peachy Plate in December of 2021 as well, which is just insane. I know. It's crazy to think about all the life change that happened in such a short amount of time Yeah, for both of us in the past two years, but... I mean, really the past two years, I was going to say specifically the past year, but it really hasn't stopped the past two years. There's just been so much change and, and good change and amazing life updates, but wow. Yeah. It's wild to reflect on. So there was a lot going on, um, which kind of also then is a segue into what I'm currently doing because that was kind of the, you know, you get done with school and then you just want to like be an adult and have a big kid job (laughs) and like do the things, but it tends to just not be as easy as it always sounds. But um, so currently, right now, I am a corporate wellness dietitian full-time at Duncan Aviation, which is in the aviation industry. Did I ever think that I would be in the aviation industry? Absolutely not. I didn't know that was an option. So I feel like my life has just been this constant turning point of like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I'm really interested in that. That's really cool. Um, so I was offered a position at Duncan Aviation as their wellness specialist And I also started Peachy Plate Nutrition, which is my private practice. And I do that part-time. Really quickly, before you move on from Duncan, can you explain kind of what Duncan Aviation is? It's a private... uh, Yeah, so (laughs) it's like the world's largest maintenance repair and overhaul shop. So they do, you know, they can literally do all these things besides actually building the plane. 
they can, once they have the plane, they can take everything apart and like remake it really cool. They paint them, they do the upholstery inside, like they do insane stuff. And this is for like private planes, corporate planes, like a lot of that, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, a lot of those different, uh, clients are what we see. And so really interesting. There's a lot of differences in the dynamics between positions too, then, because you have not only your people who are on the floor. So like our airframe or you have paint shop or whatever, but then you also have desk workers like myself, I'm an HR. So it's kind of been this complex journey of figuring out again, how do we work with the audience that we have and how do I make sure that the wellness program that I'm creating is sufficient for everybody. And not only do we have the location that I'm in, but we also have two other main locations. So I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska, obviously. And then we have a Battle Creek, Michigan location and a Provo, Utah location. And we also have like 30 plus satellite shops sprinkled throughout the U S and there's some like in other countries too, I'm pretty sure. So there's like so many people to keep tabs on and it's just like been the coolest experience. And I even just tell people how crazy it is that this is like the job I landed in right after college. Like, I don't know how I got lucky, like that. Um, but I couldn't have asked for a better job right out of college. It's been a great experience for me and, um, lots of changes have happened and it's just been a good growth for me and in, in, in relation to like corporate wellness. And then with peachy plate. So the cool thing is, is because I have that corporate wellness experience, which I had kind of had through like internships and stuff when I was in undergrad. Um, but I also am able to now provide some of those corporate wellness solutions for other companies. So that's something I do with PG plate is things like cooking classes, webinars. I meet one-on-one with personal clients. Um, and then just on social media, Brooke and I do the same thing of creating content, sharing information, trying to get the message out there and just what people need to know about nutrition. Um, and so that's kind of where we're at now, which is crazy. And I can't believe this has only been like two year. I actually just celebrated my two year anniversary at Duncan. Yeah. Um, like last week, I believe, um, it will be teammates two year mark November, November 8th is yeah. I believe when I like officially launched on Instagram and, and everything. That is so crazy. I know it's wild. So crazy. But, um, well, do you kind of want to jump into like our friendship and how we became close? Obviously we were in the same internship class and some of the same classes in undergrad, but it was really the internship class that our dietetic internship at Nebraska, where we just, our personalities just clicked and we just became like, I feel like instant best friends, honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Right. Yeah. We were, well, I just think it's, and you'll, you guys will get to know this, that we're very similar. There's like things that are different, different about us, but we're very similar in like how we think and process things. Um, and so we connected really easily in our internship and there's only eight of us. So, um, in Nebraska, there's, I think two programs. I don't know if that's changed since, but at the time there was two programs, each only took about eight students per year. So it was relatively competitive. I feel like the dietetic profession yeah. is kind of competitive in general. Um, and so we both had put down Nebraska. I think didn't you only apply to Nebraska? I only applied to Nebraska's program because it was so expensive yeah. to apply at like each application that you were sending in, you had to pay a fee. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like a couple hundred dollars. I'm not sure. It I was forget. expensive. Yeah. And I just really took my chances and really hoped and prayed that it worked out. And if it didn't, 
I don't know what I was going to do. Um, I really don't, but I, yeah, I only applied to Nebraska and thankfully it worked out. Yeah. I had applied to two other programs just because I was nervous that one of them wouldn't want me or none of them would want me. Um, Which is smart. It's what you should do. <laughs> yeah. So I had a couple there. One was like a safe bet, a mm-hmm. neighboring state, like not anything crazy. The other one was a crazy out there one. It was in California. And that was like a, if I get accepted, like we're just going to wing it and go. Mm-hmm. And that would have been like the most chaotic thing I've ever done in my life. But I put Nebraska first because one, it was a very affordable where I'm in state, like everything made sense to do that. And it just worked out that I got accepted into that program. Yeah. I don't even think I mentioned for Peyton's from Nebraska. She yes. grew up here. So technically it was still out of state for me. I grew up in Texas. It's where I was born and raised, but have obviously lived in Nebraska for, oh my gosh, eight years, nine eight, years. Yeah. Almost, yeah. almost a decade at this point. Um, so yeah, Nebraska is where I call home now, but it was still out of state tuition for me at the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 And so we started our dietetic internship, um, in August of 2020. So the pandemic had just started full swing. Um, I was yeah. graduating from undergrad when it hit. So my graduation got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we started in August and, the first semester, it's just like some classes and stuff. We did a couple, I think, community projects. But then in January of 2021 is when it really started. And that's when I was in clinical. You were in we clinical. We were both in clinical at the same time yeah. at different hospitals. Um, I was at the VA in Omaha because I was actually living at the, I was living in Omaha at the time. Um, my now husband had got a job at a corporate finance office in Omaha. So we had moved um, for those who don't know, Omaha is just like an hour away from Lincoln. So not too bad of a commute either way, but luckily I got a hospital, my clinical rotation, my, my hospital assignment was the VA in Omaha, which was really nice for me at the time, especially in January in Nebraska, Mm -hmm. um, for some of those bad weather days, at least I wasn't having to commute on the interstate an hour each way. Um, and then you were, here in Lincoln. Yep. So I was at Brian East hospital here in Lincoln, um, which kind of worked out because, and this is just another layer of like our friendship is that Brooke was commuting to a lot of our community rotations. And I was like, we were paired up for two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, Oh my gosh, why, how are you driving? Like, first of all, we're not getting paid. We're working like 40 hours a week for free. Yeah. Um, we actually had to pay for it (laughs) and that was just what we had to do to become registered dietitians, which we can dive into our process and what that looks like in future episode. But, um, we were working a full-time unpaid job and I was like, you do not need to be commuting this much because it's so expensive. Gas was expensive. Like it was just insane. So Brooke would actually stay at my house sometimes. Um, and then we'd go to our internship together in the yeah. morning. Peyton, there were so many nights where Peyton like graciously let me crash in her guest bedroom. And I am truly so thankful for that because even if it was just a couple times a week, it saved me so much gas money, honestly, time. And like I was exhausted by the end of some of those days. I remember like we'd be watching TV at the end of the day and I would just fall asleep in the recliner Yeah, you would. and you'd have to wake me up and be like, time to go to bed. <laughs> like <laughs> it was it. just a grind at the time. Yeah, it was. And so 
we really grew close during those experiences, especially when we were in our internships, like rotations together. And we had like the same struggles and the same like frustrations and the same highs and the same lows at the same time. And that really helped us connect, I think, as, you know, friends at that point. Yeah. I mean, I think something like that, like an experience like that, where it is a pretty, uh, it's a pretty taxing experience. So I think sometimes when you have someone to go through something like that together with, it's, it's really nice. And I feel like we just talked every day about ways to navigate our specific rotations. Like for instance, what lab value was prevalent in like certain clinical cases. Um, like Peyton said, we were even paired up for a couple of our community rotations. We would talk about our goals and dreams we had for ourselves and our careers. I mean, navigating our relationships, mostly just scheming about when we thought our then boyfriends would propose yeah, (laughs) and like everything in between. So I really feel like that those eight months is where our friendship truly blossomed, but it's one of the greatest relationships I've had in my life. Truly. Yeah. 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 Don't make me sad. (laughs) Um, so yeah, fast forward a little bit, Brooke actually ended up moving back to Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I was still renting a a townhome at the time with Kanan, my husband, and Brooke had decided to move back to Lincoln and they bought a house. Um, Her and Matt, her husband, bought a house uh, in a neighborhood like on, you know, the north side of town, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. And she was close to me at that point. So I would stop by. And it just so happened that a few months later, Kanan and I also found a house. literally a couple blocks away from Brooke and Matt's. Yeah. And there's like walking paths around here. It's so fun. We get to like, just pop in. Sometimes Brooke will just call me and be like, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I'm just in the living room. She's like, okay, well I'm outside your house. Um, I'm going to come hang out. So I'm like, Oh, I'm walking the dog. Can I come in? And then our dogs will play together and we'll get to chat and it's the best. Yeah. So it just like works out really well. But so now we're both in Lincoln, obviously. Um, we both actually just had our weddings, which Mm -hmm. Brooke was mentioning that we would talk about our relationships and like when our boyfriends would propose. And it's so funny now because we both just had our weddings. Mine was April 1st and Brooks was July 29th. Um, and we were in each other's weddings. Yeah. Yeah. We were both bridesmaids in each other's weddings. So I feel like although our friendship blossomed fairly recently in both of our lives, like I said, it's one of the most like special friendships and relationships I've had. And I mean, I think you feel the same yeah. way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, yeah, we were, we were both bridesmaids in each other's weddings and truly, I mean, yeah, we're just besties. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, we even talked about this before, like just going through the process of getting married and the pressures that are put on like, women going through this experience like let us know if you guys want to hear more about the side societal pressures of like looking your best or you know shred it for the wedding or whatever um those are things that we experienced and tried to navigate together because we literally got married like months apart even just like um people in your life whether it's like family members friends or whatever almost putting an expectation out there like, Oh, well you'll be your thinnest at your, at your wedding. You know, like everyone always is. And right. It's, it's so crazy to think about. So yeah. I mean, if you guys want us to expand on that topic, that is something that I'm sure both of us would love to cover in the future. Yeah. And I think that goes with any big life event you always hear. I mean, I hear from clients all the time, like, 
well, my son's getting married and I really want to look this way by his wedding. Or, you know, we have this family vacation coming up or you hear people talk about like looking a certain way for summer or like getting yeah. bikini ready. And or it's like just bouncing back from like postpartum, yes. like after having a baby. Yeah. And yeah. those things are just things that we want to avoid having like the ups and downs of all those changes and trying to figure out ways to, to share more sustainable changes and things that we can do in our day-to-day life that don't have crazy implications like that on us. So yeah, that is just kind of like the wrap up of that. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Well, I want to ask you a couple of like fun questions. Okay. Okay. Um, so what is a common misconception about the nutrition or wellness industry that just drives you crazy? Yeah, this is one that I feel like I immediately know the answer to. And this is something that I think has become more apparent to me as of recently, being a dietitian and being on social media. Um, And that's just that sometimes people latch on to something that a certain dietitian says that may be directed at a specific audience. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, I always like to tell people the example of like, someone who is coaching people who have unfortunately been through an eating disorder are going to be very different than someone who is learning about how to maybe fuel for performance. Mm -hmm. And so when we're on social media, there'll be a dietitian that maybe says like, Oh, have this. Like we talk about, you see football players having like fruit snacks in Mm -hmm. the middle of their games. Right. And people are like, Oh, these dietitians just want people to eat like, unhealthier, you know, they just want to eat whatever they, whatever you want and everything will be fine. But I think it's really important to realize the audience that they're speaking to. And that will then help people understand more of where that comes from. Um, so yeah, I just feel like there's a little bit of, that's where the confusion comes from of like, Oh, well this dietitian said this, but this one said this and they don't agree. What is wrong with that? Right. And they don't realize that there are actually different specialties within the field of nutrition and dietetics, like different dietitians specialize in different niches on, right. on purpose. Yeah. And it, I think that goes to show too, cause I've been, I've given presentations where I really use like a general format. Maybe it's for another company and I don't really know the demographics of like what everybody's been through. Right. So there mm-hmm. might be people with certain health conditions or, um, chronic conditions that I'm just unaware of. So I speak to it more of like a general population sense. Like this is just what the research research says, and this is the, the general recommendation. And then I'll have people reaching out where they're like, well, I can't do that because I have X, Y, Z condition. And I'm like, this is a perfect point mm-hmm. to show of why working with a registered dietitian or one that special specializes in your specific condition is so important because what is given to someone else as a recommendation might not necessarily be the best recommendation for you. Right. And so that's like one of my, one of my things. Cause I just, I think too, um, it's just like with any profession, we have the good, bad, and the ugly. You have good dietitians. You have dietitians who maybe don't make the smartest practice calls. You have doctors who do the same thing. You have, you know, nurses, you have providers. Like there's always going to be those people that you're like, are they really like practicing correctly? And that's just something that you need to be critical of, um, in your own life of like, so-and-so saying this, like, does that seem right? Or like be a little bit critical of those people. And that's just something that we see in every profession. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if I were to answer the question kind of going off your last point, like if I were to answer the 
common misconception that drives me crazy. It's when celebrities and then sometimes, like you mentioned, even other health professionals grab onto a small snippet of information and then it gets taken out of context. For example, um, something that kind of cycles through the news, I feel like every few years and has come up fairly recently in both of our practices is intermittent fasting. And the most current research states that there's no greater benefit to intermittent fasting versus consuming a healthy, well-balanced diet with a slight calorie deficit. And this is when your specific goal is weight loss. So it's totally fine if intermittent fasting is your preference. Like I have people in my personal life who intermittent fast and Mm -hmm. that's totally their preference and totally fine. Um, But we don't need to act like intermittent fasting is a cure all cure all for any ailments, um, inflammatory conditions. That's what I see a lot is like, Oh, intermittent fasting will cure all of this underlying inflammation that I have. Right. right? Or will help achieve weight loss faster than consuming a nutrient dense diet with a slight caloric deficit. Mm -hmm. Again, when your goal is, is weight loss. Right. I think too, it's important to point out that the research is ever changing. Mm -hmm. So like right now the research shows that there's really no specific, not one's better than the other when it comes to intermittent fasting and having just a healthy balanced diet with a caloric deficit. Um, but that can change. And so that's another thing that we run into is the science has changed so much. It's just like the conversation about eggs and how eggs were bad at one point and then they were good and then they were bad and then they were good. And like, (laughs) it's just so confusing and, it just is what it is. Like we, that's why we have to stay current in the research that we're reading and providing. And, um, it's just another good example of where this can change in the future. Right. Nutrition research is ever evolving, like Peyton mentioned. And I mean, there's new studies being published every day with new recommendations. And, um, when we both mentioned that calorie deficit, I just want to be very clear that not everyone should be in a calorie deficit. We were just talking about a specific example of intermittent fasting and weight loss. But, um, so just want to throw that out there to make sure that, that we're not recommending that for everybody, but yeah, the, the nutrition research is constantly evolving. And sometimes those recommendations change with Mm -hmm. the evolution of our field, which is, exciting and keeps us on our toes, but can be challenging sometimes when, um, it's not always communicated correctly, whether that is in the media or by a different health provider or a celebrity influencer, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, um, with that, I mean, I think that kind of wraps up today's episode. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add? I don't think so. No. All right. Well, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Wellbound Podcast. And if you like what you've heard so far, we would love if you gave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.